I've got some pointed questions for you because I don't know. You're in London at the moment. I don't know if you listened, but our president addressed his fellow South Africans again this week. And once again, the alcohol Alcohol industry was closed down for the Easter weekend. Now we know that. You can't micromanage. You can't micromanage your population. Mm. Go for it. It is ridiculous. Tell us. Democracy. It is a democracy. It is absolutely ridiculous. And what they're doing to the wine industry is it, it, it's absolutely unacceptable, okay, to be well, honest. I'm going to check with Alec and see if we're allowed to swear on the Biz News platform. <laughs> no, I don't I can hear you cross, trying you cross, 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 cross. If, if I'm lost for words, mm. I'm just telling the audience up front, I'm battling to find an alternative to a swear word. Well, I was going to say to you, if you were, a, if you were Cyril, and you had almost 13 months of experience to draw on. And we know now that locking down the alcohol industry is completely futile because we know that it continues unabated regardless of whether it's been locked down or not. Yeah, it's just pushed it underground. This is, uh, you yeah. know, that's, that's what it's done. Well, I don't say that it hasn't been uh, – I don't think it's been as accessible as you think. Mm. I think that there's lots of black market well, working. It. But what happens yeah. in the black market, unfortunately, is the prices go up. So the, 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 there's an unfair bias against uh, the poor. Of course. As opposed to, and the rich get whatever they like. Yep, it's exactly what's happening. And they happened. pay for it. And, um, but what happens is that the government doesn't, the, 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 the fiscus doesn't get, and the revenue services don't get taxes for it. They're getting nothing. It's exactly for what it. happened to the cigarettes. Do you think anybody smokes one cigarette less than they did? No. Only the people who could not afford to buy on the black market. Mm. Well, I've said a couple of times before on this program, it was a wonderful way of transferring the sales from the formal to the informal sector because poor people like us, pick and pay, macro, checkers, Norman Goodfellows, spa, we abided by the lockdown. And nobody else did. But we do pay VAT and we do pay tax and we do employ and a you huge couldn't, amount because of Because if you don't have sales, mm. you don't pay tax and you don't pay VAT. Yeah. So it's all going to come back and bite us in the watsits. If I was to ask you for a thumb suck of what you think, either percentage-wise or monetary-wise, the damage to the South African wine industry as a direct result of the government's handling of the alcohol during this COVID period. What do you think it is, Wend? It's enormous. I mean, we lost 40% of trading in South Africa. <laughs> okay. I mean, the industry, the industry is, is worth $7 billion a year. Mm. So if we lost 40%, I mean, we, we, we could only trade uh, for 38 out of 52 weeks. And that was on the local market. Mm. And they closed um, down exports as well for a time, didn't they? Absolutely. So, I mean, they, the numbers that are bandied about are, are, are so enormous. Mm. Um, I don't think there's any accurate so far, numbers at this stage of the game. There's no accurate no. numbers. The other thing that I wanted to ask you is that, you know, for many, many years, people like you and me have fought long but and hard. It could hard. be in the region of three billion. Oh, easy. Easy, easy. Right. Never mind the jobs that have been lost and the and two hundred thousand of those. And let mm. me tell you about two hundred thousand jobs. Huh? It's a one million dependents. Yep. Okay. 
at the very least, we're going five per family. Well, you that's, know, you own a farm. You've got a beautiful wine farm in Stellenbosch. It's mind-boggling. But mm. I think the thing that, that, that actually freaked me out even more was the completely ridiculous ban on the exports yeah. by um, Dr. Nkosuzana Dlebini, yes. who has got an issue with alcohol. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's quite ridiculous. It, it's so stupid not to look at the, at, 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 at the effects the knock-on effects down the line. Well, the I think it is massive. And, and what I was going to say to you is that we've all fought quite long and hard, and specifically people like yourself, who have tried very hard over the last 10 to 15 years to eradicate the reputation that the South African wine industry has garnered for itself. We are renowned for sending container loads of bulk, cheap, cheap seats wine to the rest of the world. And I know for a fact that people like yourself have gone and got onto aeroplanes at great cost. You have spent long periods of time away from your families, touting your wares and making sure that our beautiful quality wine is represented on shelves all around the world. I am of the opinion that where our country has placed the wine industry right now, the wine farmers are going to have to revert to that cheapy bulk wine selling again. I think they've well, you obliterated know what? what you have all done in the last 10 years. I'm not so sure. I want to tell you something. I, I can tell you from my own experience and my own business was saved by exports this year. Yes. And I tell you something. I think every, every cloud has got a silver lining. And I will tell you that, that uh, exports increased exponentially this year. Did they? And yeah, and those are the wines at the top of the market. Got your premium and your super premium wines. Uh, really, really did. Uh, well, there was a conscious effort to try and save the South African wine industry. And so I think, you know, uh, those kind of interventions, and that was a, it was a considered intervention mm. by the rest of the world. And I actually think that if we look at the advantages that we and, and, and the gains that we may have made in the international market, I think it's not so bad. I really, really don't. Well, that's encouraging. I think that, listen, people are people are struggling all over the world. So people mm. are they drinking down? Okay. Mm. So people very often drink different, so that it doesn't look like they're drinking down by virtue of the the, the values. And I think that South African wines have shone. I really do. The top of the ranges have shone. And well, I think we've actually grown some space in the international market, to be honest, because I think people need the opportunity to taste some of our wines. Mm. And the bang for buck and the value for money is enormous. Mm. Uh, South African wines are absolutely, without any question, competitive with any wines in the world. I oh, stand I'm with on you. Them. I agree with you. What about the little farmer, Wendt? What about the guy who hasn't got the money to actually get out there and put his wine on the shelf in Tesco's? Is he not going to resort to bulk wine selling in order to just keep his business the running? Un- there's an enormous amount of unsold inventory from 2020. Mm. I can tell you that a lot of them couldn't even make wines because their tanks were still full. Yeah. I don't even have an idea how many grapes were were uh, not processed this year. But how I think how long do you think it's going to take to try and claw back to where we were pre-COVID? 
you know. Um, I don't know. It really, really does depend. I think that we are, firstly, I, I can tell you that yields are up, which is a most bizarre thing. We've just had the most incredible uh, harvest this year. Mm. Uh, the, the volumes are up. Um, and the quality? And the quality has been incredible. I mean, it has been called a benchmark here. There's no doubt that it's one of the greatest vintages. You know, the French say they have the greatest vintage every year. But I think <laughs> every year it's the best they've ever had. But I think the, the, the last most fabulous uh, vintage was 2015. But I think that 2021 is right up there. I think oh, it's been good. absolutely superb. The grapes were amazing, Gary. Mm. And you've got a new winemaker at at the Morgan's on. We've been so hit up and carried away with COVID and what's going on with our government's decisions for the alcohol industry that we haven't actually told everybody that you and Hilton, your husband, own an absolutely magnificent farm in Stellenbosch called the Morgan's on. And it was the only farm, I think I'm correct in saying this, there'll probably be a whole lot of um, naysayers on Twitter and what have you tomorrow, but I'm sure I'm correct in saying that De Morganzon was the only farm in Stellenbosch that had a maiden vintage that got five stars in platter. You remember your first Shannon, huh? Absolutely gobsmacking. And it is, well, I, I, I don't know of a naysayer. I don't know anybody who's ever proved me wrong otherwise. Or <laughs> they too terrified too, Wendy. Oh, no, they're not. If somebody's <laughs> right, I'm prepared to stand down off my... <laughs> Of, of my soapbox, but you until they can me. tell me which one it was, mm. uh, which year and which wine, I am really going to, I'm going to hold dear. Yeah, there wasn't another one. You so. you really went into the market with a bang, and you, had, you have continued. But I was very lucky, Carrie. I was extremely, extremely lucky. Well, you know, the harder um, you work and the more money you spend on your farm, the, the luckier you get. It's just one of those funny phenomenon that. No, I was lucky. Mm. When I when I look back on the twenty years, mm. uh, almost twenty years in in the industry, and I and I know what I know now, which is not even enough. Mm. What I knew then, I was extremely lucky. I brought. Uh, I mean, we we bought a beautiful farm mm. um, with good neighbours. Mm. Uh, and interesting wines being produced and whatever the case may be. And we knew the terroir was good. Yes, always. But we didn't know how good it was, really. I can remember that nights in your place. house in Hyde Park. And I think, I think that after many bottles of wine, the vibe and the passion and the unbelievable drive that both you and Hilton had to make that farm as beautiful and successful as it is, it's unrivaled. It was brilliant. You'd never done anything like that before, and you just took it on and went and rushing feel, with gay abandon. So to work in nature. I really do. Mm. To live in nature, to work in nature. Listen, for me, it's been, it's been quite hard. You know, I almost come from the generation of instant gratification. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. <laughs> This, what do you mean almost? You get everything you, you want. Patience, like you can't even know. <laughs> and I, I, I could still have a lot of lessons in patience. Yeah. Uh, Your farm uh, is magnificent, though. Quickly, how is Adam? Because last year you got a new, our darling Carl went off to live in Canada, who was your winemaker and did such an amazing job for you. Well, we worked together for so long, Carl and I. He worked for me on the farm for nearly 11 years, and then he made my wine. 
mm. um, and his previous job. So I, 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 I do miss him. He, he was really wonderful. He used to tell people that he was my son, which really irritated me. Although he was <laughs> you should have told everybody he was your lover. I would really happy to accept that. Only he made me look older than I was, which mm. nearly drove me wild. You should have refuted it and said, rubbish, it's a cover-up. He's actually my lover. We all knew he was your lover, Wayne. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but then Carly went off to Canada and... And, and um, Adam, I, in another very, very safe Adam. pair of hands, has yep. overseen this harvest. Yes. Um, it's and, his first uh, harvest with you, isn't it? Yes, and I think he's been absolutely blown away by the grapes. Adam, uh, Adam had me when he made a wine of his own called Raised by Wolves. I loved him <laughs> when he did that. He's a bit sort of left of center, but he's also a flipping good winemaker. He's a fabulous winemaker, and he's a great sinker. Mm. I spend a lot of time having him over for dinner and just shooting the breeze and talking about about the industry and innovation. And I want to tell you, I mean, talking about innovation, I think that's got to be the way to go. People are innovating. Yes. They are. There are enormous innovations in, in, in this industry. People are doing canned wines for picnics. and. Did you see the April Fool's joke today? Did you see it? I should have sent it to you, my wind. Three cans, Verve, Clico, Moet and Chandon and Tattinger in a can. <laughs> I got it this morning at like six o'clock, and I said, "I'm not going to get into that." But I oh think that God. that if there are things for people to do to kind of change the the world of wine, yeah. it's you know, and and you you're one of the most successful uh, wine stores probably in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, That's but pushing it a bit. And mortar, I'll take be it. Different, and they're going to be online purchases. People mm. have got to kind of think out the box, yeah. do different things. But I think you know it, it's it's um, it's it's going to be it's going to be those creative thinkers who yeah. who do stuff definitely. And who, uh, well, you one of them, run, you know. You are one of them, and as ever, just brilliant to chat to you. You are such fun. I'm going to do a whole big in-depth profile with you on one of my podcasts one day. But thanks for joining us on our Power Hour this evening. You huge fun. Are you? What are you doing for Easter? Are you getting drunk all weekend because you can buy alcohol? <laughs> Only because because <laughs> the one thing we're not short of is alcohol. <laughs> so, and in London, actually, it is. You are allowed to drink. They don't. They don't try and control the population. No, I know they're infinitely uh, prohibition. But I mean, that's, um, I'm going to have a, a lovely weekend. My darling, and man, thank you, you so thing. much. You wish us well. Big hug. Big hug to you too. And thanks I for don't. joining us on our power. I loved you both.